0: Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, One Hope. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joel Price, and today we will be reading through Acts chapter 20. You know, right in the middle of Acts, this chapter, there's a story, and at least in, in my Bible, there's a heading on this story. It's called Eutychus raised from the dead. And I think when I read this, I thought, man, I don't remember that. One, I've never heard of this Eutychus guy. I'm, I'm sure I've read him about him before, but I don't remember Eutychus. And I don't remember Paul raising someone from the dead. I can't figure out why this story never stuck because, um, I'm, I'm again, I'm sure I've read this before, but in reading this one, I thought, huh. So, if, for those of you who haven't read it yet, um, they, in between Paul moving to, you know, going to and fro from Macedonia and heading back to Jerusalem, and we're getting towards the end of Acts, and, and Paul is um, aware that he's going to lose his life at some point. It says that Paul was speaking here, and it says uh, he prolonged his speech until midnight. And this Eutychus, you know, fell asleep. Who got late, and he fell asleep. And as Paul talked still longer, he he basically was sitting on the windowsill, and he fell out of a third-story window, dead onto the ground. I should say onto the ground dead, because <laughs> likely didn't die before he hit the ground. Paul then goes down, takes him up his arms and says, "Don't worry, he's alive." And he was. They took him up. He then ate and then talked until daybreak. And then it just kind of moves on with the rest of the chapter, quite a bit and and Paul speaks about some different things, but but what's interesting here is just I mean, the significance. This is a this is Paul raising someone from the dead. The significance of this event and somehow it just it doesn't get top billing, at least in my mind. I, I don't hear people talking about this much. And so I kept coming back to it as as we as I prepared for this podcast. and I ended up with two takeaways: number one, and and hopefully, um, you know this might not be for everybody, but but I think it's really important. Number one is. You know, going over time in your preaching is potentially deadly. So, for those of you who may speak at church or something like that, you know, be very careful. You could kill some of us that fall asleep, you know, during a sermon, let's say. So, again, just a warning. Number two, and this is really the only takeaway for me. The concept of miracles, or at least I believe the concept of miracles gets in our way of God showing up in our lives. It really kind of bothers me that the story of Eutychus is not more prominent, but it isn't even given a real prominent feature even in the book of Acts. It's just kind of glossed over, just kind of happens. And I started thinking, why is this? Why would that be? Why isn't this a more significant story? And I started thinking about, what's the idea of miracles? Well, most people describe or, or define miracles as when God intervenes in our lives or in, the, or in the world in a way that conflicts with natural law, the laws of nature, physics, etc. You know, there's something that happens. Christ rises from the dead. That doesn't happen without God's intervention. And it's, and it's just a kind of intervention. So God may intervene in our lives in other ways, but we we reserve this idea of miracle for those interventions that are somehow, let's say, outside of the rules of the world or the 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 laws of nature. And I started thinking about: so, what is natural law? What are what are the laws of nature? And that's kind of an old uh, term, but. It's basically our understanding, our scientific understanding, of how things are or what is possible. And I could say that in a different way, is is that we don't think, a miracle is something that happens that we don't think is possible without God intervening. Now the problem with this is it really comes down to our understanding of what is possible. And this is kind of the rub with Paul, because what does Paul think is possible? Paul was a witness of Christ showing up in his life, a witness of the transformative power. Paul was a witness of Christ resurrected and appearing to him and then disappearing. Paul was a witness of healings. Paul didn't have any understanding of anything that wasn't possible with God. All things are possible with God. And that just came from his experience. There is no reason for Paul to ever question that if God is going to intervene, there are no rules for what he can or can't do. Let that sink in a second. Because we we tend to define... Miracles. We we tend to put we tend to put hierarchy or difficulty on what God can or can't do. I have a cold and I pray for healing. I, you know, I may be a little bit more faithful that God's gonna show up there because I know he probably is gonna show up just in the way my body works, and he's gonna show up in the way a doctor might treat me, and he might show up in a way of nutrition. If I break my leg, I might think that God's going to show up in very similar ways. If I get cancer, I'm a little less sure God's going to show up, but I still think he can. But if someone dies, I know he's not going to show up. But that's not the perspective of the apostles in the, in the book of Acts. That is not the perspective of those who witnessed Christ. The witnesses of Christ do not put limitations on his intervention. And it reminds me of the story of of Jesus going back to his hometown and says that he could do no miracles there. Why? Because they didn't think it was possible. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only thing that goes on with miracles, but it's clearly, clearly part of it. So if you're wondering why God does not show up more in your life or in the lives of others, Because I do that. Maybe it's because I don't think it's possible. And when I really think about who God is and who Christ is, what a silly belief that is. All things are possible in Christ. Maybe we should stop putting them in a box. Or maybe I should. (laughs) Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for me. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, Thank you so much for your interventions in my life, for your blessings, your provisions, the little ways in which you have answered prayers and the big ways you have showed up. And if you can transform me, if you can forgive my sin, you can wash me clean, what can't you do? And the answer is nothing. All things are possible with you, Lord. Help me to believe. Forgive my unbelief.